Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome back to Radio Islam. I'm your host, Tariq El We are joined on the phone by Salahuddin Muhammad. And we're going to speak with him. He is the author. <clears throat> excuse me. He is the author of Imam, uh, America's Imam. Warthi Muhammad's interpretation of Islam in the milieu of American society. Uh, Salahuddin Muhammad, he's earned a master's degree in Islamic studies and Christian Muslim relations from Hartford Seminary in Hartford, Connecticut. And um, Salah, uh, Salahuddin, he introduces Imam Warthi Muhammad's comprehensive understanding and application of Islam in the context of the American society. Uh, he also shows how Imam Muhammad's Muhammad's perspective of Islam promotes inclusiveness for Muslims living in America. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum assalam. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you uh, talking with us, the, the Radio Islam family. Yes. So let me just jump right in and ask, okay. what was your motivation for writing this book? Well, um, bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. So the uh, motivation um, behind uh, writing this book is twofold. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first reason was, um, if the listeners don't know, or if you don't know, um, this book was first my thesis. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when you have a thesis, you also have to um, defend it. So... When I um, defended my thesis, um, I got real good feedback from it. So um, I decided, since I got this good feedback, that I should share it with the public. So I decided to turn it into the book. Um, so that was the first reason. Um, the second reason uh, was because I am a student of Imam Wafi Muhammad. And he he said that he wanted us to give him a good um, future. He wants to give him a good future. So what that meant for me was to uh, codify his work, mm-hmm. uh, put it in a form where I can present it to the public. Um, so those are the two main reasons why I decided to um, write this book. Well, yes. Well, thank you so much. And as a uh, as a fellow student uh, of, 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 of Imam Muhammad, um, I'd like yeah. to ask you what is what are your thoughts on the the present level of scholarship uh, around him? Okay, there's there's some uh, noise in the background. I don't know. It's 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 some music playing, and I couldn't hear the um, question. Okay, now I was saying okay, um, what. What are your thoughts on the present level of scholarship uh, around Imam uh, Warthadine Muhammad? Well, I think it's um, um, growing. I think you're seeing a lot of his uh, students or those or those who have a strong affinity with him. Uh, um, they're beginning um, to go back to school and and get their master's degrees go to seminary school and get their master's degrees, go and get their PhDs. Um, so I think the level of uh, scholarship is really growing. Uh, one of the um, 
persons that I would zoom in right now mm-hmm. as a prime example is um, um, Intasar Rob. Yes. Um, if you know about her, she's she's a she's a major um, Muslim woman scholar. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's she's like top notch. So I would say that it is growing. Um, more people are more interested in getting uh, uh, PhDs and and also a master's degree. Yeah. Right. And and what do you think about the uh, the level of scholarship in terms of uh, of, of research, uh, because your book, and first, before I even go any further, I'm going to tell the Radio Islam family, uh, you can get the book. You can log on to uh, americasimam.com, mm-hmm. uh, com, and you can actually, uh, you can see a little bit more about uh, our brother Salahuddin, but you can also get the book there. Um, but well, my, my question is in regard to how other religious scholars or sociologists, uh, anthropologists, how they are looking at the uh, the body of knowledge, uh, the body of work left by Imam Muhammad. How do you feel? What what is your what is your assessment of the the level of engagement right now? Well, I think um, more people are paying attention to it. Um, I think that when you look at the Muslim landscape. Now, you can see that a lot of people have paid attention uh, uh, after 9-11. So you see more people that are engaging his language, his methodology of how to apply Islam in this country. Um, but it's not as um, broad as it, should be, as it should be, but you do have little pockets in there who are really... Um, Taking heed to his methodology, um, and and one of the biggest methodologies, or his interpretation of Islam in America, is his perception of how to deal with the other. Meaning that he, prior to 9/11, he was really pushing the whole thing with interfaith dialogue. Yes. So you see now. After 9-11, you see a lot of Muslims really doing a lot of interfaith dialogue. And this is one of the methods that he did prior to 9-11. But you see, after 9-11, you see a lot of people who are implementing that interfaith dialogue. Yes. Yeah. And uh, would you speak a little bit about, uh, for those who are maybe not familiar uh, with uh, Imam Muhammad's leadership or uh, community, um, when you talk about Imam uh, Muhammad's his language and methodology, could you expound a little bit on that? Yeah. So Imam Muhammad's language and methodology was not a traditional way of doing things, mm-hmm. um, and that's because of the context in which he lived. So he would use the Bible. Okay, he would use the Bible because he he wasn't just talking to Muslims; he was talking to Christians too. So he understood that he had to use what was close to them or what they had an affinity with. So he would use the Bible, but he would also use the Quran to make those connections. So that's one of his approaches. Mm-hmm. Um, he would he would also um, promote inclusiveness. 
meaning meaning that he would he would also want to show not just what the religious people have in common, but just the regular Joe or the regular citizen. So he would he would talk about human salvation. Yes. Human he, he would talk about being patriotic. He would talk about getting involved into the uh, fabric of America. So he was he was more so of uh, trying to interpret Islam in a manner that wasn't in a um, traditional way because he understood that you couldn't use interpretation from Saudi Arabia or even Pakistan to show Muslims how to live their life because it's two different places. And and I always give the example, it's like trying to put a square peg into a round circle. Mm-hmm. So he, so he really, a lot of his influences were found in him um, using using the Bible and also using the Quran together. Right. Uh, what have what has what have been the uh, the responses that you have gotten thus far from those? Uh, I guess this is a two part question from those who <laughs> are uh, within uh, the community or familiar with uh, Imam Muhammad's leadership and those outside uh, who maybe this is their first, their first um, time being, you know, uh, introduced. Well, uh, for those who are, who, who are part of his association, it's more so like a um, refresher for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all, and I'm also introducing more um, insight too, but it's, but it's more of a refresher. Um, now, for those who are not a part of his, his community, um, it's like a breath of fresh air for them. It's like hope. Uh, they see it as something that can be implemented in this country. Um, so those are the two responses I get uh, from um, both parties, from those those who associate with him and those who don't really know him that well. All right. Now, was was America's Imam? Was that the title that just jumped out to you, or did you have to did you have to give that some thought? Well, so when I was uh, researching the um, topic, I, I forgot. I'm thinking that it was the uh, um, Chicago Tribune. They did a did an article on Imam Muhammad right after his passing. Yes, yes. And so they titled the article "America's Imam." Mm-hmm. So when I saw that, I said, "This is a perfect." title for a book this 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 fits him perfectly america's imam so i I didn't come up with it but i found it on the um chicago tribune's uh, website yeah yes and i remember i remember uh that edition as a matter of fact i might still i may still have it um boxed away uh (laughs) somewhere um (laughs) In terms of uh, his, Imam Muhammad's contribution towards uh, inclusivity, uh, is that an inclusivity that you feel that goes um, not just to the general um, society of the United States of America, um, but also is um, an inclusivity that reaches out to the to the to the Ummah in general? Uh, and I'm speaking. I'm not speaking really world worldwide, but I'm, I just want to kind of focus on. Uh, on the Muslim population in the U.S. Uh, is that mm-hmm. an inclusivity that encompasses 
the, 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 the diverse representation of Muslims that we have uh, here. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think he was he was he wasn't he wasn't a, a nationalist type of guy. Meaning that he wasn't just concerned about black people or African American people. If you study him in his um, later years, he was he was he was he was concerned about human beings more so than anything. And and he one of the things that I one of the last things that he left us with. Is that he 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 said that a human being is a true Muslim, or or a Muslim is a true human being. Right. So so his concern began to um, broaden. He began to really deal with the human um, condition, the human condition more than anything else. So he he I can't I, I don't want to say. He broke away from Islam, but he, his his idea uh, later in his life is that he was more concerned with the human human condition and not just the Muslim condition. Yeah. Well, I think that, I, I don't know that, the answer to that. No, 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 no. I think that definitely yeah. that definitely sounds um, uh, that relates directly to uh, fourth uh, surah, first verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, reverence your guardian Lord who created you from a single soul. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do you think that, what do you think is the, the hallmark of his leadership? Well, no, no, let, let, let me rephrase that. Mm-hmm. Would you, would you expound a little bit on the title that he took on for himself? Because I think it's really important with regard to what you just mentioned about the idea of, of, of serving and being concerned about the human being. Uh, whoever they are, wherever they are, and the title mm-hmm. that he took on, spokesperson for human salvation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he took that. I think he took that on, like, um, probably when he was at his zenith. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not trying to measure his life, but I'm saying when he was, when he really became very, um, I would say. Um, Influential. When when people started seeing him on the scene, he he took on that title um, because he wasn't he was he was he was speaking at universities. He was going to the um, Vatican. He was he was dealing with Jews. He was dealing with I mean he was he was he was dealing with a broad audience. Mm. So he began to see not just Muslims taking heed to what he was saying, but he was seeing all human beings. He was. I mean, he was. He was. He had been invited to do the prayer at uh, President Clinton's one of President Clinton's functions. Mm-hmm. So he had. He had. He had. He was. He was just not a spokesman just for the Muslim community. He had began to be a spokesman for all human beings, and I think sometimes we do forget that um, because even at Morehouse, if you go to Morehouse University, they have a picture of Imam Muhammad. So oh, really? he was he was not just a a, a leader for the Muslims. Mm-hmm. He was a leader for human beings. Hmm. I, I didn't know that about Morehouse. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so what do you think? Uh, and this is interesting. I had a um, I had a conversation with the with a guest uh, maybe a month ago, uh, uh-huh. and we we got on the the subject of Imam Muhammad, and uh-huh. one of the things that we talked about was what 
well, what she saw as the, I guess, the, the, the defining characteristics of his leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'd like to hear, wh- what, what do you think, uh, what, what, what is your opinion on what is the defining characteristics of, of Imam Muhammad's leadership? Mm-hmm. What, what, what really stands out, you know, what really stands out about him? Well, one of, I think what really stands out with him, and, and it's a lot of stuff, but, I, but if I had to really uh, zoom in and, 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 and really pick out one characteristic mm-hmm. was he, he was a visionary. He was he was a visionary, and and the reason why I say that is because when you study his life, when you study when he first picked up the um, flag, when he first picked up the American flag, and when he did that, that was like blasphemy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> why are you picking up the American flag in the 1970s? You know what I'm saying? And you're a Muslim too, right? So I think he he his. One of the things is that he was he was a visionary. I think he was he was short of being prophetic, not not a prophet, but he was he was he was um, prophetic in in his vision that he understood that in order for Muslims to survive in America, we will have to embrace the good that America offers and to um, criticize the bad. Mm. And so, if, if I had to really pick out that quality that really stands out, is that he was a trailblazer. And when you look at when you look at the Muslim community, when you look at those Muslims who are progressing, mm. these organizations that are progressing, you can see his leadership. You can see his leadership. So I, I, I think more than anything, he was a visionary. He was a trailblazer, and he was. Prophetic. He wasn't a prophet, but he was um, prophetic. Yeah, that ability to see uh, reality that may not have been apparent to everybody else. Yes. Um, Yes. And what I find interesting in what you just said is uh, it it brings me back to the conversation I was referencing, and um, the the takeaway or that that was uh, expressed at that time was that his leadership had such great. Uh, resonance because it was not built on one individual Uh, and it was empowering uh, so that the effects or the presence of that of that leadership the presence uh, uh, the the evidence of it is not is not in the same way that we are used to seeing things where when Mm -hmm. one one leader uh, leaves that another one simply emerges but in this instance her contention was that we now have thousands, uh, we have thousands, uh, or whatever the number, we have a, a great number of people who are empowered to pick up, kind of pick up that mantle of being advocates for humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he left, he left, he left a blueprint. That's what I think. I, I think he left a blueprint. Mm-hmm. And, and I think if we take heed to that blueprint, it is, it is very relevant. To our situation, to our situation right now, I mean, if we would take heed of what he left, his, his his guidance, his methodology of of how to live in the context of America, then we will be um, very successful, very successful. 
let, let me ask you this. Do you, uh, just in terms of living within the context, uh, taking all the variables uh, into consideration where you are, you know, in, in time, uh, in, in space, all of these different things, do you think that is something that is not, that is not done uh, often enough uh, within the Muslim community at large? Do you think that is a, do you feel like that's a challenge that, 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 that we have? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. It's, I think that um, Muslims should interpret Islam in the time and space in which we live. That's not that's not um, discounting the Quran and the Sunnah, because as, as Muslims we know that the Quran is not affected by time and space, mm-hmm. but our interpretation of Islam is. And, and I think once we can get over that mountain or that hill. Mm-hmm. that I think that Muslims in America will progress. Now, I'm not saying that we get rid of um, traditional knowledge. I, I think traditional, that traditional understanding should be, our, should be a resource mm-hmm. or, or, or a reference that we use. But, I'm, but we have to begin to interpret Islam in the time and space in which we live. And I think Imam Muhammad did that. Mm. Well, I definitely feel like um, this could be another uh, another conversation, a full-blown yeah. conversation. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, would you like to tell the Radio Islam family how they can keep keep up with you? I know we gave out the uh, the website address, but if you'd like to give that that out again, and, and any social media uh, you might have. Yeah. So you can you can you can go to my website at um, www.americasimam. Without a apostrophe S, it's America's with an S without a apostrophe, imam.com. Mm-hmm. You can follow me on Instagram with America's email on Instagram. Um, you can go to my Facebook page. It is America, America's email on Facebook. And if you go to the Facebook page, you can, you can read some quotes from the book. And also, I have some videos on that too. So, um, but if you want to purchase the book, you have to go to www.americasimam.com. Okay. Yes. All right, Brother Salahuddin, yeah. we thank you so much for coming on and, and talking to us about this uh, this uh, really uh, valuable and needed work that you've done. Um, yes, I'm We pray for your continued success, and hopefully, we'll be get we'll get a chance to check in with you in the near future. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Assalamu alaikum. All right. All right. All right, Radio Islam family. That was Salahuddin Muhammad. He is the author of America's Imam, um, a book dealing with uh, the life of the life teaching perspective of Imam Muhammad Muhammad. Mm-hmm.